Now, Robert, I know that there's nobody better than you at immersing themselves in the indigenous foods and environment. What do you got this time? Listen, when you come to you Nebraska, you always got a surprise for me. Man. I always ask the people, hey, where should we go to eat? What should we do? And the number one place that I got was Muchachos. Muchachos. Muchachos, a little restaurant here not too far from the stadium. And they gave me this pipeline burrito. And I mean, <laughs> you feel. Welcome back. Burrito Reaction here on 1620 The Zone and 101.9 The Kick. Brought to you by Equitable Bank. We take banking personally over an hour strong. He's Ravi. I am Josh. Chance is our producer. An email coming in from Larry in Omaha. Uh, He says, enough about the players and lack of depth. Of course, having more top players would help. But has Nebraska had good enough players over the last six years to win more than five games in a season at least once? Yes. Nebraska needs better coaching, which includes recruiting more good players. Yeah, that's what always is funny. There was a caller a few minutes ago who who brought that up. The talent level sucks. Everyone's bad. And I'm like, you know, look, are they talent deficient in a lot of spots? Absolutely they are. Um, but but the, it's not that hard to win six games. No, the reason that's that they... The, that's the thing. Look, it's not that hard to win six you games. You mentioned last segment a team called Northwestern who has one win still with one week to go. I imagine they will finish the year with one win. Nebraska is that one win. They lost to Georgia Southern in game two under a brand new coaching staff at home as a 20 some odd point favorite. You know, ifs and buts, candy and nuts, etc. But you pick up those two wins and you're in a different position next weekend. You can look up and down Nebraska football over the last beyond six years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, dare I say, the Frank Sola chair. And, and here's can, the thing look, can, just look can, at last year. Yeah, just look at last year. Michigan State was really good. Yeah. Nebraska took them to the wire. Mm-hmm. Michigan was really good. Nebraska took them to the wire. Ohio State was really good. Nebraska hung with them with as well as just about anybody. Um, Oklahoma was really good. Nebraska yeah. hung with them as well as just Big about Ten anybody. Big Ten West champion Iowa. You know, Big Ten runner-up Wisconsin. Like they took all they those took teams. Every single good team they played. As far, I mean, nobody took Michigan as close as Nebraska did until they lost in the playoff. Correct. Like that's just a fact, and so it's so it's you a, can't say it's all talent because I mean this year this is a bad football. They're, team. they're much worse. They're much worse. They this lost year. a ton of people last year. Yeah. Like I understand all the that. super seniors on defense. So this year is kind of an exception. But you can't look back at the last six years and be like, there's been no talent whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like last year, if you don't have enough talent, because I agree, the coaching is really really bad. Yeah, and yeah. it has been really really bad. Yeah. across Mickey and Frost and, and Riley. You can't hang with teams like they did last year if you don't have some level of talent. Yeah, I, I, the thing that I guess annoys me is, you know, like we had a tweet on, on Sportsline Conduct this week where it mentioned something about, like, catching Ohio State. I'm like, man, I am just not thinking at all. I'm not thinking at all about Nebraska recruiting at the level to get to Ohio State. And look, if you want to, if that is how you maybe approach talking about Nebraska football, that this next hire needs to be someone that can catch Ohio State... That's your prerogative. I am thinking like they got to get someone who can catch Minnesota. Wisconsin and Minnesota and Iowa. I'm not even thinking about Wisconsin. Purdue. Yet. Well, I, I mean, would because Wisconsin's year's, like this, a, this year's Wisconsin. Yeah. Maybe Wisconsin has fallen back. So yeah, like, yeah. I think that I think it's it's Iowa, the middle of the pack in the West. Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota. Though that's your next target. Those yeah. three because I think they're about the same. Yeah, I think those teams are about the same. Illinois maybe in that same group as See, well. I'd say they're all the same because. I was probably going to win the division again, and they kind of stink this year. Illinois threw the season away. Wisconsin's taking a huge step back. Regardless, Nebraska needs to catch them. And so I don't care about... Right now, I just don't care about Ohio State, and I don't care about Michigan. And you're not going to catch the Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan group Mm -hmm. until you catch the Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota group. Correct. Right? So let's, let's take steps in the right direction first before we're like, 
We have to catch Ohio yeah, and State. Look, I get, Chuck says if you put two All Big Ten tackles on this roster, they're probably going bowling. So many problems stem from there. Despite all the other failures, it all starts there. I don't know if he meant overall the talent or if he just meant the offensive line specifically. That's a fair point. But I also think that with a little bit better coaching, they don't lose to Northwestern and they don't lose to Georgia Southern. You know, they had some real questionable decisions late in this game, which again makes sense. It's an interim staff. I mean, that they were not up, ready for prime time. They were up ten and 10 0 at Minnesota at, against Minnesota. I mean, they have all these games where they have just kind of given it away at the end and, and sometimes it's on the players but here's the thing man this year unlike last year where it was like hey this quarterback just turned it over or, hey there was this dumb penalty on a player or this and this like this season it's kind of like this slow burn where they give these games away whether it was the Minnesota game you just mentioned whether it was today's game against Wisconsin where they, they are unable to get a bigger lead and they let the teams hang around and then ultimately take over they would be better with better coaching would they be better with better players of course they would but long term, but fixing. they would still find ways to lose games they shouldn't. Sure, because that's what team. That, I mean, that's the difference between like a Penn State and a Michigan right now. Mm-hmm. The talent level between Penn State and Michigan is not that big, I, if at all. Penn State, I think, tends to out recruit Michigan. They're a really good recruiter. Um, but Michigan, really well coached, finds ways to win. Penn State, not as well coached. They lose finds games. Ways to lose. They lose games when the talent is equal or greater. Yeah. Right. Nebraska loses games when the talent is when they've got equal or greater talent because they find ways to lose. I mean, you cannot convince me that Northwestern is more talented than Nebraska. You can't do it. They have one really good tackle, and that's about it. You can't convince me Georgia Southern, Sun Belt, not even the best team in the Sun Belt, Georgia Southern, is more talented than Nebraska. If Bill Bush is a defensive corner for that game, you probably win. Yeah, yeah, great point. Like, that's it. Like yeah. you don't. It, it doesn't even have to be Frost. It doesn't have to be Whipple. It doesn't have to be anybody. If Bill Bush is running the defense that game, Nebraska probably wins. Okay, so there's... There's so many things you can look at and so many teams Nebraska has lost to that you can just point to and say, no, they're actually more talented than them. I get that they still need more talent to go where we want Nebraska to go. But first and foremost, if you are just competently coached, and yes, there are areas of deficiency like the offensive line. Absolutely. But if you ask people who like no offensive line play, and I, and I mean, we've talked, I've talked to Bert Vers about this on some of the other shows. Yeah, the players aren't where you'd want them to be, but he thinks, and a lot of people I've talked about offensive line play think, that if you get the strength and conditioning right and you get their mindsets and attitude right with the offensive line coach, that this would be a functional offensive line. I mean, they, they, they beat Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa for like almost all the dudes that started. You know, like, you can't tell me that they're not recruiting good players. The same guys that all yeah. the teams that are beating our ass yeah, won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they wanted them, and they got them. But, yet but they, they don't know what to do when they get here. Rex says, my blood is boiling. Nebraska doesn't have comparable talent. I don't know what to say, man. The coaching is garbage, and it has been for years. Like, this is all semantics argument anyway. Back to the phones we go. Bob is up next. Hi, Bob. Hey, guys. Uh, you know, I'm Bob Builder, and I am available <laughs> For coaching. <laughs> for a cool Nebraska three and a half mil a year. Staff in 2023 and beyond. Nice. Because if you listen to me on my couch, I am the smartest person in the world. However, um, I know that's not going to happen, but I will take exception with our defense. Um, really? Mr. Thompson ran. Uh, oh, not. I'm sorry. I have the wrong thing on. Yes. Um, you bet. I'll tell you what. Give me a quick question. Was uh, oh, the kid number 28? I can't remember his name right now. Um, was he better like two years ago? Who? 
Uh, Twenty Rhymers for what? What team are you talking Nebraska about? Nebraska defense. Oh, okay. Uh, he was like dynamite. He was all of a sudden, you know, uh, all conference, blah 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 blah, and then he gets coached. <laughs> and okay, let's see. I've got these things. Uh, Malusi twenty-one for. 98, four points. All right, Bob, we're, we're, we're moving. I don't know what was going on with that phone call. Uh, he was basically saying that the defense isn't well coached. Um, I'll point to er, uh, Ernest Hausman and Malcolm Hartzog. I'll point to the difference between the Georgia Southern game and For every sure other game this year. Everything else. Like, okay, maybe maybe Rymers or Gifford is not as, I don't remember which one he was talking about, is not as good as you thought he would end up being two years ago. But he's had two years of the other defense Defensive coaching and it's like, just baffling to me, Robbie, that uh, anyone would want to bitch about the defense yeah, today. No, it, of all days, today or yeah. the last month, the only game that you could sort of complain about is Purdue. And again, I think the offense had a huge or, or a huge part in the uh, defensive struggles that day. I don't like if you're tr- if you're calling in to complain about the defense, like I'm, I'm just, just not hearing up, it, man. Like don't, I'm not hearing yeah. it. Yeah, uh, Jordan says, "Ask Bob how many beers deep he is." The people need to know. I'm sorry, I hung up on him. I could have asked him. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Phil, uh, do you promise a better phone call than Bob? Bob needs to build a better phone call. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hey, here, here's a here's you know something I've been thinking about actually being on hold um, was you know you're talking about Frank should have never been hired. He shouldn't have ever been hired, but he shouldn't have ever been hired because Tom shouldn't have left yet. Tom had a good, think about it, think about where he is now and everything he's done. He had a good five years left, and one of my, like, biggest dreams is, can you imagine Tom and Eric Crouch working together? Mm -hmm. How awesome would that have been? Um, And then Charlie McBride sticking around and uh, running that defense. We would have got a few more for sure. And then another thing about about the fan apathy, um, you know, here's the thing. Yeah, there's a little bit of it, but just think, guys, think about Nebraska basketball. Think about right now if Nebraska basketball would win five games in a row. That seems impossible. It does seem impossible. You know you know what I'm saying, though. If, 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 the fans would come right back is what you're saying. And, and so and another thing, Mickey's not going to be the head coach. I think Mickey's going to be our recruiting coordinator um, and have something to do on the staff that's higher than maybe the associate head coach again. Um, the head coach that we're hiring, he's coaching today. He's coaching somewhere today. And, and we'll know in a week, and it'll be awesome, and there will be a lot of people be happy. There are going to be a lot of people that are going to be naysayers. That's just how it goes. Um, but, yeah, I, I really, really believe that Trev has done his diligence very well. I think we have somebody in the fold, but I think they're coaching right now. I think Mickey knows. I think Mickey's going to stay. I think that's what um, Mickey's been telling a lot of the recruits, not you know, in, in those exact words, but um, that he's going to be around. He fully expects to be around. Um so, but we and we also as Husker fans need to stop looking back because that's over. Even even what we have going on going into Iowa, it's over. The people that are here, the the damage that has been done, everything that's went on with our program over the past how many years? Let's just say since Frost got here, it's over. So let's just move forward instead of like, oh my gosh, well this and the defense this and the defense, and you're right. 
if, if you are throwing any sort of shade on our defense right now, you need to reassess yourself because it was an offensive thing and it has been an offensive thing for the longest time. I mean, we needed one first down. At one point in that game, we, if we would have got one first down, we would have won that game. But, of course, Whipple doesn't know. I don't think Whipple looks at the other team. I think Whipple looks at himself. I mean, what a lot of people don't think about, too, is, yeah, you see our quarterbacks dropping back, but you can't see the routes that we're running downfield on TV. And a lot of those routes are not tricking anyone because we're going to the well of, oh, hey, Palmer did this five times in this game and scored and, t- and caught this. And then he's running those plays again. He, he, he's just at the point where he is no longer um, in the lab creating new product. He got rich off some product, and he's living off that, and he's too lazy to really get in there and change everything up and be the mental chess player that we need as an offensive coordinator. You, of course, we have void of talent many places on that offense. But when you get in the lab and you look at the team you're playing, they have deficiencies too. And so you've got to play chess. And he's not playing chess. He's playing a really, really horrible game of checkers. And next week, after the game's over, he will be gone. And a lot of those guys will be gone. And Bill Bush, guys, he said he's not leaving. He deserves maybe to stick around in some capacity, maybe as a consultant or something. But he has shown, and look at our special teams, too. He started with special teams, ended up with defense. What are the two most improved parts of this football team? Defense and special teams. And if you would have told us that going into the the season, we'd be like, right on. We're going to have a good year. And then my last point, and I'll, I'll stop talking your ear off, is... Husker fans, we reset, many reset after every game. So after today, we're going to be looking at Iowa because we're insane. What is insanity? Doing the same thing, expecting different results. But as Husker fans, we are eternal optimists. We're going to expect different results because we live on that positive, well, it's going to happen this time. And then we major reset in the off season and start drinking that Kool-Aid and we begin saying, oh, I'm not drinking Kool-Aid this year, not drinking the Kool-Aid. And by the end of, by the end of spring going into fall, if there's any moonshine at all in that Kool-Aid, we are all drunk. <laughs> but that's how Nebraska works. That's how we are as fans. And that's why this program is going to stay how it is with the fan base. Um, but when we get somebody in here and we do get back on the horse and take those small steps and we look physical and we have something to be proud of, um, then it, it'll, it'll, it'll fix itself. We'll get the notes up. We will. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the call, Phil. 402-951-1620. This edition of Bigger Over Reaction brought to you by Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill. Also brought to you by Burton when your plumbing's hurting. Just call Burton. We have uh, more calls. Uh, someone's calling in right now, 402-951-1620. We'll get to those when we return. Also, an, uh, an email, a text. Uh, oh, we got a little texty text. Uh, about a service academy. 
Oh. Yeah, so we'll uh, do that. Maybe Honking you, for Monkin, maybe? Hey, honk, honk. <laughs> Be honking for Monkin. All right. Uh, Chance Oliver is taking your call. Stay at 402-951-1620. Uh, there was a, a comment on the YouTube page a few minutes ago that says, Hey, Chance, how's it going? It's Bo going wants to good. Know. Chance says it's going good. It's going good, Bo. Uh, 402-951-1620. Give Chance a call. Line open up just now for you. 402-951-1620. Josh Peterson, Robbie Lula, the aforementioned Chance Oliver here on 1620. The Zone and 101.9 The Keg.